Mamre Hamishi Parakas. He's talking about the principles of Imuna, which are basics, which people have to, which he's turning the king. And he's talking about the eighth one. He goes Parakas. And he says uh, something which is a big success. Not the idea, but how he presents it. So after telling us how Kaddish Baruch Hu is not physical and how Kaddish Baruch Hu knows everything, now he says, well, after this, he comes to his eighth principle. Hashem is alive. That's obvious. Hashem is alive. Why is he saying it now as a separate rule, like a separate principle? Hashem is alive? Hashem is high. What does that mean? Isn't that limiting him? And exactly. What is it? I mean, Hashem isn't alive. Hashem creates life. Hashem is the source of life. So what does he mean by that? So he says, We already spoke about Kodesh Baruch Hu's is the knowledge and the is the ability to do things. And can And if that's the case, then we've been making from the fact that he's alive. So it's not like human life, which is defined by feeling or by movement. But life really means seichel. There is the interchangeable. Chios and seichel are one and the same thing. What does that mean? So what's the definition of life? What's the definition of life? And in what way, therefore, is it something to say that HaKadosh Baruch is high? So he says like this. He says that human life is defined by connection of body and neshama. Okay, we've spoken about that lots of times. And uh, therefore, the fact that there's a, the body isn't just, doesn't exist, but it can either feel or react. Because Hargasha Tznu. Either it can have feelings, or it has its aware, or it has its senses, or it's not. It can move. It can do something. Those are both signs of the chiyus in the body. A body can exist without chiyus. A person can be dead, but uh, and the body looks the same. There's the same um, limbs and organs. The difference is this: either it doesn't have the ability to receive through its senses or its feelings, or it can't act, can't do anything. So if you're going to test uh, life in the human sense. So we talk about life in in the, can it feel, can it react to stimuli, or can it move, can it act. A movement could be even small movements like breathing, whatever it's going to be. That's the way we we would be mugged or something in life in a, in a physical sense. And obviously that definition of life, like he says, that doesn't apply to Hashem. Because it's partial. That's trying to see something physical, which means the body is alive. We're talking about chiyos of the neshama. So we're going to say, how can we tell the neshama is alive? The neshama is not a physical thing, and it doesn't feel and act the same way. But as far as it does, the neshama is alive. Uh, it doesn't die. So then what's the gather of life by something which isn't physical? In other words, physical, is in a very different words, physical life is determined by the fact that it's connected to something spiritual. It's connected to life. And therefore the fact that something physical can do things which are a sign of it's being connected to life or a sign that it's alive. But you're talking about something which isn't physical, so then what's the gather of what you're going to define, by, define it by that it's alive? In other words, it's, it's not defined by a body which can do things or not do things. It's, it's, it's something which is non-physical, non-physical to start with. And therefore, how do we define life by non-physical? So that's because I tell us the Chiddush. And that is chiyos in seichel. 
What does that mean? What does that mean? And uh, so... But it, it comes along with this animation of the body and will and... If it's part of the body. If it's in detached from the body, it's still alive. But how is it still alive? By Seichel. Now, this is something which... The philosophers also said in different words. Um, what's the aside that he's trying to say? And that is the the intrinsic awareness is bad to the sign of something that if something is aware of itself so then it doesn't then again if you talk about a physical body which has to connect to something alive so we tell it's life by the fact that it's connected to a source of life if you talk to something which is alive by atom it doesn't check it to something else then we say that the fact that it's it has an awareness of itself the fact that it's, it exists and it does it exist that means it's existing as something alive and so when you're talking about a body which could be in a matter of alive or dead, how do we tell the difference of which, which, in which position the body is? So that we're going to talk about the fact that it's connected to a source of life. But if you're talking to, uh, and then that is demonstrated by the fact that it can react or move or feel whatever it's going to be. If you're talking to something which isn't connected to an external thing, which will make it alive, it's, the question is, is it alive in itself? Then what you're really defining is, it's, 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 it's existence means it's alive. A spiritual thing isn't, isn't connected to something else. It's, it itself means that if, if it exists, it's because it's alive. It doesn't exist in any other form. And that's what he calls the Seichel. Seichel al-Gamma, which means it's, awareness, it's, its ability to, to be aware of its own existence means that it's alive. Now, when that's for any, anything which isn't physical. Malachim? And Malachim as well. Malachim... Even even a malach has a certain sense of a, of a, a body, so to speak, in a spiritual sense. We talk about their wings, we talk about their eyes, and we talk about things like that. Well, we talk about Hashem's anger and, and harm. When you're talking about Hashem, we already said before, and Hashem's not a goof. And therefore, when you talk about uh, in the Torah about chalakim, so to speak, Hashem doing things, it's just like we said, giving a human exp- ex- interpretation to what a kadosh is. Malachim so, would be the same. Malachim is not sound like it's the same. Malachim, it sounds like they have features, just not in the physical nature. But they are defined by having a certain form, shape, whatever it's going to be. Whereas, uh, and if that's the case, so then the, the way to define Chius is by existence. And that's why it says that since we know that the, the, by the, that we've read in the Skymura, Chachma Yechoides, the Kodesh Baruch is the source of all Chachma, so then, that's Be'etzem, the source of Chiyos, which isn't connected to something else. And let's give a Mashallah, which explains a little bit better than Mashallah always give. If you're asking if, let's say you have uh, an electric appliance, and you want to know is it working, so the first thing you check is it, is it plugged in, is it connected to the power. Why? Because that's something which needs power to work. So if we see is it working or not, the first thing you see is it connected to the power. But if you're looking at the, the electricity itself, you can't say, is, the, is electricity connected to the power? It's the source of power. Which means, if there's a current, there's electricity. But you can't judge it by saying, well, is it plugged in? It's something's plugged into it. It's, it's what gives the power to other things. And so we can't be, we can't be magdir, is, uh, is there electricity the same way as you're going to ask on something, is it plugged in? And it's the same idea here. The body is something which has to be connected to chios. So we can test the body, is it connected to Chiyos, by seeing is, is there an effect that 
the neshama has in the body, which is through movement or through the, the, the various senses of the body, that means it's still connected. When the body, when it's disconnected, now the body isn't alive anymore. We can't judge the life of the neshama by is it connected. That's the source itself, and that's the case. He says that's telling the chiyus on that level isn't that it's connected to life, but it is life. It is life. And uh, so suddenly we're talking about Kaddish Baruch as being alive. It doesn't mean alive in the sense that he has a life. There's something separate which Hashem is given life. It's the other way around. He is life. Anything connected to him is, is connected to life. It's, 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 it's the Kayach itself. It's not something which is connected to it. Uh, life comes from Hashem. Not, it's, it's, it's the other way around. So whatever's connected to him is alive. Not if you connect it to Hashem, it means you connect it to life. So you can't define life by Hashem as the connection to something. He's the source. And therefore, the, as it says, the existence of it itself is the right that it's alive. And remember, when we, when, what's this added element of Imano? We, we already said lots of times Hashem exists. And uh, Hashem created and now, after all the other points we said, now it comes to the idea, and Hashem is alive. Of course it exists. What, what are we adding by saying that, that Hashem is Chai? That Hashem is Chai. So that's the said. Chai doesn't mean alive. In the terms of Kodesh Baruch, it means it's the source of life. It's the source of life. It's, uh, it's the Koyach which gives life. And, uh, and the Meila, when, when we get to that point, so now we see another, another thing, and that is that everything which is alive has to be connected to him. Because uh, that, that's the kayach, which is the source, which gives life to everything else. That's uh, the Yisraeli wants to say. That, uh, like, like the Father says. He's saying he says, Hashem Yeah, but chai, not in the sense of... He's a source of life. Yeah, is a source of he life. He is life. Right. It's like we say in the Brachal, Hashem is Baruch It means the life of all the worlds. Everything, that is life. Everything which is alive connects to him. And that's the, that's the Shoresh of Chai. Okay, so that's also because it presents as the Yisraeli Nimona. Um, that also, the second point to that principle is the corollary that being as there's no other source of life, that's why everything is dependent on Hashem. Being as there's, there's no other way to connect to life except through Him. So we made it, that's why, that's why every living thing is totally enough for its existence because uh, because it needs Hashem to be to to keep that to maintain that the nefesh kol chai. Since the source of life is from Him, so He has to be giving it life for it to exist. And therefore, it's not just Hashem created the world, Hashem is running the world, but Hashem is giving existence to the world. Now, the oymek of what the the Kuzari get is is wants to say here, which Adam he doesn't say clearly, the nefesh chaim says it, and that is that's when we talk about Hakadosh Baruch Hu as Yirkei Vavke. As we know, it's a contraction for Hayah Hayah We're not talking about the fact that Hashem, so to speak, uh, existed, exists and always will exist, because that's a dimension of time. It's a dimension of time, and time doesn't apply to Hashem. Rather, Hayah Hayah means Hashem is one who's being Mahavah life, he's giving life. And so he, he did, he will, and in the future he will as well. He is in the world in the future as well. But it's, he's, he's, he's the one who's. Providing life rather than the one who's living. The Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, that the, uh, the concept of the Shem Hashem of Hayavia is that he's a Makar which gives life. 
and rather than the, that he is alive. But that's this principle. The next principle, Perak Tess. Uh, okay, the next point, the, Muna, the principle, the ninth principle he brings, Arakim Chafetz. HaKadosh Baruch Hu can choose uh, what he wants to do. Kikara Bami Menu. Anything which it does, the ashes you have a hefre or hedre, you can do the opposite or not do it. I cried in my soul beforehand, I bought a afterwards. Which basically means Hashem isn't forced to do things. Hashem chooses and you can choose when, if, what to do and when to do. It's impossible for Hashem to say that he, he doesn't have the choice to do which, whichever way he wants to. In other words, there's no concept that. Hashem is forced to do something he doesn't want to do. Hashem can choose, and whatever, whatever, whatever Kaddish Baruch Hu does is something he wanted to do. Again, what's the principle of Emmanuelness? Kaddish Baruch Hu's madai, his awareness, is maspik, enough that he won't need to come to choose things. Why? Because Akadish Baruch's awareness is the same by either one of the opposite options. And Hashem's knowledge which comes first precedes everything which is going to happen afterwards. And therefore, therefore we say Akadish Baruch can be can has, has has the ability to choose. Now the words he's saying are very difficult. Let's just say in simpler words the principle, or at least I understand from the portion what the Gazari is trying to say, and this is the principle we find out as far as too. Um, not to explain the Gazari particularly, but to explain the principle of Rabbi I think that's what the Gazari is trying to say here too. And that is the principle of when it's like this. When a person makes a choice, when a person makes a choice, so very often a person's choices Aren't what we call we aren't completely what we call chafted to choose each option. Very often, when a person makes a choice, it's because for some reason he feels compelled to one side more than the other one, whether it's from other people or an outside fact, whatever it is. So a person often makes a decision based on things which he has to do rather than what he really chooses to do. They might have limited options, or they might be limited options, or there might be other factors which you can't control. And therefore, a person's options aren't always complete, let's, let's say, a level playing field over here. There are often cases where a person's forced into a position and he has to do it within a situation where I have limitations or with other, whatever other factors are brought to the field, to the table, so then that's going to push the decision one way or the other way. Also, a person's lack of information often slants a decision. In other words, if a person would know more, he'd be able to make a more the, a rational decision, but based on the factors that a person knows, so they have to make a decision based on incomplete information, or maybe even without information. Decisions made like that aren't real here. It's a choice made in a situation which, whatever the factors are, that's what I can do. With but it's not like a case where I have both options exactly the same, with all the information, with both of them being equally open to me. In other words, the Bechira the isn't on a level of Completely, this is what I'm choosing to do because that's why I chose to do it. It's very often this is what I did because I didn't have a choice or because I was pushed into that direction or because in the situation that's what I felt I had to do. 
and had I seen things from a different angle or from a different point of mind or even from a different emotional state, then things would have changed. That's the Choosing because I'm forced to choose in a place where it's not the, it's not a choice which a person does or makes because uh, no, that this is ideally the best thing to do. It's very often not an ideally, and it's not the best thing either. But in the situation, it was what I thought was the right thing, or the only thing I thought I could do. Now, people make choices, and that has effects. But that's a person's choice, which, like we said, isn't the, isn't the necessarily chefzer. Isn't what he really wanted. Whereas when it comes to Hakadosh Baruch that doesn't exist. Hakadosh Baruch Hu personally knows everything, as he says, Madai Bakal. He knows everything. There's nothing which is going to like influence Hashem one way or the other way. And therefore, when Hakadosh Baruch Hu makes a choice, it's equal to do what he did, or the Hefchay or Hedre, the opposite or not to, where all the options were equally open to Hashem, and he wasn't pushed in any direction. And that's why Chefetz Hashem is something which, knows Hashem decides, is something which isn't for, isn't slanted by any outside factor. That's it's based on what Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants. There's no other factor involved. It's not I didn't really want, but I didn't have a choice, or I had to do this because I couldn't do that what I really wanted to do. Whatever other option people might say. It doesn't exist by Hashem. And that's, now, that sounds like something which is very straightforward, but it comes with a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous chiddush. And let me explain. And that is, when Hashem chooses to do something, it's not necessarily the way we thought about it. We think sometimes Hashem decides what's going to happen based on the fact that He's forced to do that. For example, if Hashem decides to send punishment to Kali Yisrael, so people think of it, He had no choice. We had so many others, what else, what else would Hashem do? That's taking away from Hashem's ability to choose. That's saying that Kodesh uh, Baruch really, really, really didn't want to do that, but what options were given? He was forced into that position. And if that's the case, so then it's saying Hashem did something He didn't want to do, He didn't want to do, but He didn't have a choice. And that's taking away from Kodesh Baruch being a Kol Yachal. Being Hashem being Kol Yachal means that Hashem can do whatever He wants. There's never a thing that Hashem couldn't do what He wanted and He was forced to do something. But if that's the case, that means whatever happens is what Hashem lechatchila wanted, and that's a very difficult thing to explain. It's not that all the tzaras which happened to us and all the things which happened are, hey, what could we do? Because Hashem had no choice. We didn't give him, we didn't give him a choice. Hashem always has choice. Hashem always has another option. And uh, if that's the case, then it means what happened is what Hashem wanted. That's what He chose. That's what He chose. Not because you said you forced me. I, didn't, I couldn't do otherwise. No. There's no such thing as forcing Hashem. Hashem chafetz means Hashem chooses and Hashem always chooses. And Hashem always chooses without being forced by anything else. Which means whatever happened in history, that's what Hashem chose. That's what Hashem wanted and that's what Hashem chose. And now this, that's the first point, the principle of Nehmonah. And if that's the case, then you have to understand it. But if you have to understand this, then Brother Hashem, tomorrow we'll, we'll go right and see the next point, the, the very good which comes after this. We'll explain what this means. But that's a Chiddush Godel. And that means... We look at things in history as being an absolute pity of it, as being the worst possible thing, and because we blame ourselves for it, and because of all things we did wrong, if that's what we went through, everything we went through, and still going through everything we're going through. But to, to look at it and say, well, therefore, what Hashem decided to do was because we forced Him, because He didn't have a choice to what He wanted to do, is limiting Hashem, and saying that Hashem couldn't do what He wanted. And that's not true. Hashem does exactly what He wants. So now we just have to explain, so why is this what Hashem wanted? Why is what Hashem wanted? And, uh, but that's, that's what we need to explain. That's what needs to come out of it. Because that, that, that's the, the basis of the 
of the Munas, he brings at the end is a masculine dance of philosophy. He brought this dance of the philosophy twice already, at the beginning of the Sefer and in the previous shower when he spoke about them, and that is HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't influenced by people. And now he's saying in the context of we can't force Hashem what to do. We can't force Hashem what to do. Hashem doesn't get forced. Hashem does what He wants. And even when there were times in history when people thought they could try to force Hashem to do something, and the ones who were best at that was the Dara Palaga. What is the Chachma of the Dara that built at Migdal Bhavu? They thought Hashem can't destroy the entire humanity. That's why he needs people in the world. So he can't destroy people. So if we all go to band together and all be bad together, then we can't be destroyed. Because Hashem can't destroy everybody. So we'll force Hashem to let us exist and, uh, and do that to everyone because He can't destroy us all. The Dara Mabal will still do that, no? The Dara Mabal didn't do that. The Dara Mabal thought that they were invincible. But the Dara Palaga, that was their theory. And that is, if we all work together to do the wrong thing, Hashem can't kill everybody. It's like a group action that you can't, you know, if there's a general uprising of the entire country, you can't kill them all. So you're just going to have to go along with them. So they thought they could force Hashem. And with the, the, one of the lessons we learned from the story of the Migdal Babel is Hashem doesn't get forced. He, he can make things happen. He, won't, no. he doesn't want people to all get together against him, but he doesn't want it, and he won't let it happen. And how is Hashem going to do it? Like he did. He'll mix up their languages, he'll scatter them around the world. Hashem isn't limited. Hashem isn't limited. You can't force Hashem to do something. If he doesn't want to do it, he wants. The Rav is saying that Hashem wanted to do that. It wasn't in reaction to the people of that generation. Right. Well, they Uniting, thought, but he wanted to do the He wanted to do the And with not only that, he showed them that you thought you were going to force me to have to accept what you want to do because I can't kill everybody. You can force me. I can find a way to separate everybody like he did do. No, but he sort of asking that even that's Bidia. Isn't, isn't that also Bidia? No, that was, part of, that was part of Hashem's plan also. Oh, and then he said in the Pasim Kehalas, Behind Chal Elyon Goyim, by Frida Bnei Adam, it was the Mitzvah Bnei Yisrael. There was another plan behind it. It wasn't just as a way, to, as a reaction to make the Bible. It was Hashem's plan. Because just like the 70 people in Bnei Yisrael, they were meant to be 70 nations. And that was the plan in Merosh. There were seven Hanachim waiting for them. So the fact that Hashem wanted to split the nations wasn't because of the Dara Palag. Anyway, that's what He wanted to do. But He was teaching them, you can't, you can't force me. You can't force Hashem to do something He doesn't want to do. And that's the Yisrael in Emona. Hashem Chafetz means... Hashem doesn't get forced. Hashem does what He wants to do. And uh, wherever the circumstances are, Hashem will still do what He wants to do. You can't, it's not reactive. It's not because of what happened, now I had to do something I didn't want to. And then just like by the Dara Palaga, it wasn't just in reaction to the people that that's why Hashem split them. That was the plan in Mirosh. He had 70 Sarim waiting for them. So we have to explain it, and we have to explain how we see everything which happened as part of Hashem's Lechatchila plan. We need to explain that. Right? All these things, that's what comes out of it. Then we have to explain all these things, that's what comes out of it. But like we're saying, if you look at Zari, he's saying that's an Ikar and Imunna. To say that Hashem was forced to do what he didn't want to do is worse. Because then we're saying Hashem, didn't, Hashem isn't running the world the way he wants. He's being forced by us to do it the way he doesn't want. And that's not true. Hashem, where, Hashem is, where Hashem dies, where Hashem wants to do. He's a Kol Yachal and you can't force him. Okay, that's the first part of the discussion. And the next time we'll, we'll follow up with the next question, which, like I said, is obvious. And that is, how do we see all the tragedies and all the things which happened, which we look at as things going wrong, as what would be what Hashem chose and wanted to do? Okay, we'll talk about that.